She's a professional aromatherapist, and he is an international wellness advocate for the largest essential oil company in the world. But their love for essential oils has brought them together. Welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils, where Elizabeth Ashley and Adam Barillet discuss essential oils and their gifts for the body, heart, head and spirit. Hello and welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils for another week. Adam and Liz joining you again and this week we're very excited, well Liz is especially, to be exploring her favourite essential oil. Liz, we're going to dive into geranium. Yeah, I don't think excited is the word. I just feel like I'm in my home space now. <laughs> After all of those, those millions and millions of, of different oils where I thought, oh, I don't really use that that much. If I always say that, well, you said it a couple of weeks ago about this question of what oil you would take to an, a desert island. This is mine. This is mine, yeah. So would you be taking it because you just have an affinity and you love it? Or do you think it's got that many uses that it's a good one to have on a deserted island? All of the above. Okay, interesting. And we're obviously going to unpack that in today's episode. Now, we were having a chat just before we started recording about, um, are we talking about geranium? Are we talking about rose geranium and all that type of thing? Because sometimes there can be a little bit of confusion in that, can't there? Oh, I'm still confused, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was brought up using geranium distilled in Egypt, just geranium Egypt, and that was Pelagonium graviolans. Then suddenly out of nowhere, everybody started saying, oh, rose geranium. And I thought oh, it's just the same thing. But then it came up with a different Latin name. And I've never really been able to get to the bottom of it. So the best thing that I could do was to buy a bottle of it. And I thought, seems the same to me. <laughs> and I don't have another that really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, the the... the... It's not a Latin name that I've mastered my tongue around yet, but that's the one I've been working with as well. And I was under the impression that that was a rose geranium, um, although we call it geranium as well. So that's pretty much we're talking about that family of oils. There's a lot of confusion over geraniums full stop. I don't know whether this applies in other countries, but in our country, what we what the oil is made of is not what we call a geranium. So... Uh, this is what we call a geranium. So people in the UK, this is not what this oil is made of. It's a pelagonium. And yeah. um, if, so that's like a crane spill, which has um, lots of applications in sort of Hungary, Bulgaria and stuff. We don't really use it medicinally here, but pelagonium. And uh, if you are, again, if you're in the UK and you're interested in, if you go to the Birmingham Botanical Gardens, they have a, a whole greenhouse, whole conservatory, full of different varieties of pelagoniums. And you can see the sort of vast array of what they look like, all different colours, all different shape sizes. And I think what we're looking at here is a different subspecies of pelagonium, that's all. It must be. And I must admit, you know, that is definitely not the plant that we grow in Australia. You know, the, the geraniums weekend, you can break it off a friend's, um, break a piece off a friend's plant, take it home, stick it in your garden, and it will flourish. It, it's a yeah, really exactly. great plant, but yeah. yeah. And, and But so, so in terms of the um, Latin name, so because I write it so often, Pelagonium asperum var oseum, asperum means to dream or to hope. Ah. And so that kind of shifts us into a different, and it is kind of a bit more ethereal, I think. 
like I say, I don't like it as much as Egypt, but it, it is kind of more dreamy. So I can see where the word asperum came from. Very much so, for sure. So where are you using your geranium the most? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a we got a family joke in this house where where people will say, "What are we having for tea?" And I'll go, oh, "I don't know what if it, if it's in the cupboard or if anybody's coming for for like dinner or particularly if I'm making like a party tea, what are we having?" And everybody goes, "Everything, everything," <laughs> because I just can't <laughs> stop. And it's the same with geranium. What does it do? Everything, everything. <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to, whatever you want treating, I'm going to use geranium. <laughs> yeah. So particularly like hormonal treatments um facial treatments and then like i always say kind of i work towards the explanation of stress and exhaustion but um mm. and i think that's probably why i find it so helpful because it is really so good for when you are exhausted and i i don't well i kind of think i see this in you as well that I work until I drop and then I work some more until I make myself ill. And yeah. that's, and that is the nature of, of what I'm like. And it's quite horrifying for people around you to watch, but it's just like, but I will get it finished. Mm. And so geranium's really good for that. Like I have nothing left and your body goes, you have, <laughs> you can do a bit more. And so, I think people often refer to it as the poor man's relation to rose, but I think that it has a lot of areas where it's better than rose, and in particular in terms of stress. Yeah, I think one of the key words, and it's actually in our book, Gifts of Essential Oils, the gift that we say geranium brings is equilibrium. And I think it helps to bring us back to equilibrium, you know, in the body. It's amazing. I love it. If I am ever looking at my skin, normally after a period where I've worked too hard, and it's just looking... It's like lost its colour. It's just, I just look, looking, yep. And I'm just like, right, drop a geranium with my moisturiser over the face in the morning. I just can see that it's yeah, brought that vibrance back and beautiful in that. And and also, I mean, like I said, I was brought up on, on essential oils, as most people know. You know, mum was one of the first aromatherapists in this country. And on her, she used to make like pots of cream, which is as far away from my work as possible. You know, it was concrete. But yep. uh, geranium for eczema was just fantastic. It was like this universal panacea, except for, and that's like the, the, just completely an oxymoron of what I've just said. But mm. it, there was like a, a set of redheaded children who had got that real sort of pitta, like uh, reactive skin, and they would react to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and like people do react to geraniums, for, to pelagoniums. But yeah. um, other than that, you would see people come back year after year after year after year for their pot of geranium cream because it was just so good. Yeah. And I would even, you know, being someone who prior to kind of discovering true essential oils about a decade ago was cursed with eczema. I was, if you were watching a, a decade ago, you would watch the Adam Scratching show. Bright red everywhere. It was actually so bright red above my eyes that little kids would ask their parents, why is he wearing eyeshadow? Oh. Um, and it, yes, it definitely is. There are, you know, oils such as geranium, but also, you know, tea tree, frankincense um, and lavender help greatly. But the other thing that I found is that I had to look at, I, I worked a lot and ran off nervous energy and my digestion wasn't good. 
and actually switching to different natural products that allowed me to kind of get my digestion and my uh, stress levels down, the skin is often an expression of what's happening inside the body. And it's interesting that geranium is so balancing for hormones, which are obviously can, can throw out the skin as well, for digestion and for stress, geranium can kind of maybe work as a bit of a one-two punch inside and outside at the same time for eczema. Definitely. And, and I mean, we always talk about this idea that essential oils don't have side effects. They have many main effects. And mum mm -hmm. and I often laugh because we'll use geranium for something and we'll say, do you know, surprisingly, that also cleared up as well, you know, because you, you forget, don't you, how like how many different portals in the body it, it affects. So, you know, if you're using it for dry skin, for example, then you'll often find that you feel calmer. But likewise, oh, excuse me, the train. If you're using it to affect your, uh, sorry, affect your stress, suddenly your skin looks better. How's that work? I haven't put anything on my face, you know, mm, but mm. it is working right the way through the body. Yeah. I think it's also one thing we should point out with it being such a beautiful, like many of the floral oils, being really great for hormone balancing and supporting that as well. If you're a fan of the aroma, either making it as a natural anointing oil, diluting it in a coconut oil or another carrier oil or something like that, and wearing it on the body is going to be really beautiful because perfumes, what they say are in perfumes and what's actually in perfumes are two very, very different things. And I think the more we can switch to natural things like geranium would be beautiful in another way as well. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's not a fixative oil. So you like the, the likes of the base notes like uh, ylang, uh, sorry, vetiver or sandalwood or myrrh are going to hang around for a long time. Mm. But certainly it has a pervasive aroma that will stay for a certain amount of time. If you use rose as a perfume, it's gone like that. You know, it's yep. really ethereal, it's gone. But it, it, it does last for quite a long time. If you get it on your clothes, you can guarantee that, you know, even if you've washed it, you'll still be able to smell it again. It, it really remains for a long time. Yeah. So it is really one that, you know, how would you, for people that have got their bottle of geranium at home, how would you, for the physical body, before we start diving into the more holistic aspects, how would you get them using it, do you think? So kind of we'll probably have to jump forward to, to answer this properly but I yeah. always advocate it in the bath for everybody so that's mm -hmm. the first thing I say to everybody who comes to me who seems tired exhausted stressed confused whatever geranium in the bath um and you know there's a whole host of like arguments about can you put it neat in the back you shouldn't really because it floats on the water so therefore it's not diluted all of that stuff I I, I just do it <laughs> <laughs> but, but but um yeah so really you should be like using a teaspoon of carrier oil diluting it into there and then putting it onto the bath but I think honestly there's it, it's such a gentle oil if you're used to using it it, it isn't going to bother you so what you'll find is not only do you feel calmer and we'll address that in a little while but also your skin takes on this beautiful sort of smoothness, all the dryness goes, all the flakiness goes. Tremendous if you've had sunburn and you think, oh, it's going to peel. It's great for all of that stuff. Um, for eczema, I would say um, if you can make yourself a lotion or a, an ointment, and incidentally, I never really promote it, but um, if you look on my link tree, I have a recipe hub, a set of videos to help you to do all of these things. 
So it, it shows you how to make an ointment or um, no, it doesn't show you how to make a lotion, but you could just use like aqueous cream and just put it in and then use it. So what I would say is it's one of those oils that is cumulative. You're certainly never going to overdose on an essential oil, but you can get overstimulated by some, but I, I can't imagine that you would ever get overstimulated by geranium. So in an acute situation, so a really bad flare up of eczema or really bad dry skin, because I have the worst memory in the world, I put my pot of oil on the back of the toilet. So every time I go to the toilet, I'm like, right, put some more on. So uh, uh, aiming to get around about five, six, seven times a day over the period of a week and then dropping down to morning and night as required. But like I say, if you've got you said it yourself you know if you don't look great in the mirror it's a, the, the perfect thing to um to reach for because rose is dead expensive to keep using that way but geranium is not expensive very much and i want to go off on a slight tangent there about essential oil use as well you know you said you if you've got a bad memory so you put it you know on the back of the toilet so you always remember it as well that's what i'm educating people to do with their essential oils all the time don't get you know like we can see Liz's amazing, spectacular bunch of bottles behind her. But, you know, and there are some beautiful essential oil displays that we can purchase from different suppliers. But put the oils where you're going to use them. Don't get into bed because we all get into bed and no one's going to get back out to run down to the other end of the house to grab their lavender. Have your lavender, have your chamomiles, have your cedarwood by the bed, have your geraniums, have your other beauty oils in your bathroom. So wherever you're going to be using them, have them there. And it's going to get you using them on a more regular basis, on a daily basis, when you need them as well. I think that's really important to kind of consider. Yeah, I mean, textbook would say the opposite to that. But I agree with that entirely. Textbook would say every time you take the lid off, every time you expose it to heat, changes in temperature, all of that is going to oxidise the, um, the oil. Mm. Well, that's a really slow process. And yeah. what are you buying them for? I, I'm really against this idea, and it, and it goes against what you can see behind me, and I'll explain that in a minute. But it goes against this idea of don't just buy it for the sake of buying it. Buy it because you need it. Buy it because you think it's going to make a difference to you. And if you are really that bothered about, unless you've got a production company, I mean, then that's different, isn't it? But if you're using it for personal usage, don't worry about taking the top off. Don't worry about temperature changes, you know. Just it's it's use it all of the time. But, yeah, if you're going to be, like, creating huge amounts of creams and stuff, then, of course, you've got to be careful about your oils and stuff. But, no, I think it's a daft textbook approach, that is. At the end of the day, these, uh, these little brown or blue bottles, what colour they may be, they are gifted to us from a different plant that has sat there and grown from, you know, from a seed and used all the prana. And this has been gifted to us. And so if we're not using them and celebrating them in a physical way, an emotional way, a mental way, or a spiritual way to use them, leaving them sitting there is, is, is daft and, and selfish and their sacrifice has been in vain. So, yeah. Yeah, so to, so to, to explain why that probably looks... Some of those bottles are 40 years old. They, I inherited them from my stepdad when he died. I've got boxes and boxes of oils everywhere. And if somebody came to me now and said, and this happens often, have you got, can you treat me for such and such? I'll say, no, I probably can't, to be honest with you. And they'll look at me as if I'm stupid because I've got that many oils, but most of them oxidized. But, um, mm -hmm. and they would be skin, sensi uh, skin sensitizers, but 
for me, when I am using it for, you know, olfaction or to be able to tap into a, a resonance of a plant, then it's like a library for me, but it, it's yeah. no good putting on the skin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, get those oils out of the bottles, use them. That's what they're there for as well. Okay, so geranium, obviously, so good for balancing the skin, great for the hormones on that physical level. Moving into that, um, you know, stress, that's very good for helping us when we're feeling that we're kind of getting to the end of our tether and there isn't much there. I find it's a really good one for anger. And, you know, sometimes the liver is called to be at the seat of anger. Um, again, bring us back into the finding. It's such a beautiful heart-based essential oil that I think when when we fall into anger, we fall out of out of love or, um, you know, we forget that that harmony that we we aspire for in love. And I think geranium is a really nice one to lean into when, when anger flares up as well. Um, and, and, and I know there are different treatments that will actually, as part of emotional healing, getting someone to apply themselves, even if you're a practitioner and getting the recipient to take their hand with a little bit of geranium, breathing it in, and then actually applying it over the liver and explain to them that they're just letting that anger go and being an active participant in that. Because a lot of the time people lay on the table and they're like, fix me. But I love that this that kind of practice of starting it off as like, just let's get that anger out and now let's open up to where we want to head. And yeah, Drain is beautiful for that. So I don't know where to go now because I've remembered two more things I wanted to say about physical and now I want to, say, I want to match that. So let's go back to physical in my head so that I can say goodbye to those facts. So yes. two things I, I forgot to mention was it is a specific for varicose veins. Um, so cream, so what you would use is a, a very light lotion and, you know, you can just buy a lotion base from anywhere from, from, um, whole food or from the supermarket or any kind and just put your, your geranium in and stroke mm. it over to mention that, um, massage would be contraindicated over varicose veins. So you would never like yep. massage that area, but you can happily stroke it in because it's amazing for, for, um, circulatory problems so if for things like Raynaud's disease you know where you've got cold fingers and toes or you know somebody's really suffering from rheumatic problems it's not going to help the rheumatism but it will help the um set of the circulation I was going to say cellulite then not cellulite circulation um and the other thing is if you look in clinical trials what it's actually best for we never even speak to and and that is an antifungal so in terms of candida, for example, if, you, if you're suffering from candida, it's a fantastic oil. And obviously you would blend it with other antifungals like tea tree or lemon. Um, please don't put it in the, the intimate areas. Remember that the oils go through the skin and into the blood system. So if you keep getting like the, the flare ups of thrush, don't put it on a tampon whoever out that needs shooting but you know just allow it to go into the system and really cleanse the system remember what i said about how it works on so many different levels all of the time so those are tremendous ones emotionally now i'm back where i'm supposed to be sorry about being so disorganized in my thoughts um so i i agree about anger however that wouldn't be the main tack I would take it for. So as you know, I hear um, hear essential oils as mm, musical mm. notes, and sometimes they have songs. So famously, I always say that um, 
And my mother always says, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. You know, that's just the only yep. whatever. Geranium sings Bridge Over Troubled Water to me. So this feeling, and, and it's, I think this is where it excels over Rose. Rose is about grief. It's about anger. It definitely is about anger. It's about, you know, rem- relationship breakdowns, melancholy. But Geranium says, you've had enough. Let me pick that back up for you for a while. And this is why I always say about lying in the bed, and especially because uh, it's ruled by Venus, if you've got money problems, and you know that kind of thing where when you've got money problems, you just can't stop thinking about it, can you? It's got its own vibration that just toxifies your whole brain. But Mm. somehow geranium goes, just allow it to lift away. And I I don't Mm. know, and even I can almost see five-pound notes going you know when i uh, off me and i don't really understand why it works but i have had times in my life where money has been a, a terrible situation for me we we nearly had our house repossessed and i couldn't think straight and i was trying really hard to manifest a new existence away from this debt but it was still there but geranium was able to go stop and it's really, really pacifying. And of course, if you can take, if you can work that deeply on stress, of course, things like eczema are going to get better because you're right at, you mm. know, that's exactly what's manifesting on your skin, isn't it? Oh, I think you've just given everyone a little piece of gold there because I've also been in those situations where, yeah, when when you don't have enough to pay what you need to pay and you don't know where that money is coming from, it becomes all consuming. And, you know, you can't, it, it's hard to get into these vibrations where we could possibly find a solution or possibly even manifest something because just that you know it's kind of right down there in those core things of after i've eaten and i've had something to drink how am i going to pay these freaking mounting up bills when the income doesn't match the expenditure so i think that's yeah geranium could be a really great one for people to lean into and fall back to that i think there's another element as well and i don't know whether this is like a universal thing or um you know, maybe it's just certain people. But what I was really worried about, of course, I was worried about the fact we were going to have no house and whatever, but I was really worried about what people would think, mm. you know, because it, it, it went against everything that I was talking about, you know, that these were, you know, you should be able to manifest abundance. And this isn't manifesting abundance. This is my house is getting repossessed, you know. And I do think this idea of what are people going to think, people are going to think I'm flaky, really turns up on the skin. Uh, the, it's the appearance we put out on, into the world, isn't it? And so and that is another element of geranium that goes, well, I don't really care what other people think, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, and being a, it's a very heart-centred oil, um, I think it's absolutely great for just loving ourselves for where we are and who we are and, you know, it, it'll be fine and we'll find the solution. And it'll, you know, everything, I, I, one of the interesting things when we talk about balance, I think we try and think of balance as when, you know, having a balanced life means like you've got your fitness and your health right, you've got your relationship right, you've got your money right, you've got everything right. But when we go outside, is the weather the same every day? No. We were talking just beforehand that I'm in Melbourne, and it's about 10 degrees, you're having some nice warm weather in the UK. I know in Bahrain, where I normally am, it's about 35 degrees. And that's the seasons, the ebb and flow. Nature is like a seesaw. It ebbs and flows, and that's its balance. It's not stagnatory. 
So when we're going, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not getting everything perfect. No, allow yourself to fall into that love of geranium of bringing things into harmony, but they ebb and they flow. As Liz was saying before, you know, when we are really exhausted, but we need to give a little bit more. Sometimes we're in that summer where we've got to work a little bit harder. And geranium's that beautiful one for helping us find a natural flow of balance. And that doesn't mean just keep go, 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 going, because you can't have summer forever. You need to have that rest winter. But I think that's really important for people to love themselves for where they are, where their life is um, at this moment, and know that everything can't be perfect all the time. And I think geranium would be a really nice one to help them come to that realisation and not get frustrated or scared with themselves or life at that time. I, I, I think that's beautifully put. I think that if you live your life through an astrological lens, like both you and I do, Mm. then how can you always have that balance? Because you will have areas where Saturn, for example, or Pluto touch to really drag that energy down, to make you focus on it and improve it. And it's those hard times which bring the evolution of the soul, don't they? You know, they're, they're, they, if we were all happy all of the time, we would never leave the house. <laughs> would we? we would just go, why do you have to go to work? Why do you have to do these things? I'm quite happy just eating chocolate or what have you. This is my happy place. But it's the times where you haven't got enough money that you go, I'm going to have to really look at, at ways I'm you know, running my business or you know, find more hours at work or even get another job because I've got to push that. And so, but equally, not only do we have these like lifetime ebbs and flows, but we have hormonal ebbs and flows. So some days you can feel like, well, I'm absolutely killing this. I'm worrying it. And then suddenly your estrogen bottoms out and you're like, oh, where's the goddess gone? Well, it's not an mm. estrogenic oil, but it does act like one to be able to say, come on, let's just kind of just bring that, uh, stabilize that. And they say, oh, hello, we've got bees in here with us, which is very appropriate, isn't it? Um, so you can probably hear it through the microphone. I've just got that out once. Um, Got what I was saying. Estrogen. Yes, yes, the estrogen is thought to be the oil, the, the molecule of worry. And that really makes sense to me, you know, that you know, that when the estrogen drops menopausally or premenstrually, of course you become so anxious. So these oils that can kind of mimic the the um the um estrogen like fennel, like um, clary sage, or the effects of estrogen, like um, rose, like geranium, like ylang-ylang, they're the key to the door, you know? They're, they're, they're the mm. difference of being able to cope and not be able to cope when, you, when your hormones derail you. Yeah, very much. And, and we talk, talked about all this kind of balance, um, you know, within our body and within our own lives and that type of thing. But geranium does have, and I've found it to be really useful also for finding harmony in, um, in relationships. And there is often people get into relationships where maybe there's a, a giver and a taker so much um, and, you know, that we need to kind of bring that harmony in. And so if you're finding that in, whether it be romantic or whether it be platonic or whether it be professional, that there is an inequality, um, geranium can give us that, first of all, that self-love to support ourselves to ask for, hey, some days I need to take a little bit back. Um, sometimes I can't give as much. So if you feel that there's 
anywhere and even on a more global scale if you're doing any kind of visualizations or meditations or any workings for fair distribution um, between men and women, between different nations to make sure there's equality. Uh, geranium has this kind of essence of let's just, you know, when you shake a glass of water or a container of water, the water will always come back into harmony over time, even when there is a bit of rockiness there. And I think geranium is this oil that you can use to kind of enhance any kind of let's bring things back into a harmoni har harmonious ebb and flow. I agree. I haven't really got anything to add to that. You you really explain that beautifully. And I, I do think that, yeah, the, this idea of, well, so I do, actually, because you can never shut me up, can you? But, <laughs> <laughs> but so I am currently writing a course about Rose, a really deep dive into Rose. And part of it is about learning to embody the Rose. Um, and so part of the work of doing that is necessarily to say in what way is rose or geranium not like rose because if you're going to embody it they will embody differently won't they and so to me it almost feels like you know when you go, you go at school you've got the prom queen who it just is she's been prom queen since she was born do you know what i mean she walks through life so beautifully she never has a hair out of place life is so so easy geranium girl is almost like that but she's cleverer you know so the the rose girl kind of doesn't really need to apply herself at school because let's be honest she's going to marry a lawyer you know she's going to yeah. be she her life's made out because she's like the she knows how to work the politics of looking that way but the geranium girl in fact the almost a personification is an australian archetype so you remember in um neighbors when jane took her glasses off Mrs. Mangles Jane, and she was like her, Mrs. Mangles granddaughter. And she'd worn these great big blooming specks for years and years and years. And she'd had her hair straight to the back and she was always bookish and clever. And then one day she took her glasses off and you were like, whoa, she's more beautiful than Kylie, you know? But you hadn't ever noticed that, not because she was like hiding it. It was just that her brain was in the front. And so, mm. Whereas Rose operates on the emotional level, then geranium is mental. So mental yeah. tiredness or the ability to work out, well, what am I going to do next? Whereas she, Rose just feels its way through things, you know? Yeah. Geranium thinks its way through things. Mm. Now, we've talked a lot, and I think one of the keywords, if you think of geranium, you need some keywords to remember, what's geranium good for again? I think equilibrium is a really good word. But I want to talk about another word that comes through really strongly for me um, with geranium on a spiritual level, and that's trust. And, you know, for me, each of the flowers, if we think about the action of a flower, a flower is to open up. And so each of the flowers in their own individual way, and we'll explore that throughout this series, how they help us to open up to the world. Um, and where geranium comes in really beautifully is it comes in with the trust. So the story I always think of, I have this kind of argument that, the strongest we love is when we are in high school. Think about our first ever love. That person is our sun, our moon and our stars. I don't know if you remember or if they had it in the UK, Liz, but in Australia, we had these calculations. You could add the names together and you could work out the percentage of how much they're your soulmate. We'd write it on that <laughs> pencil case and all those different types of things. We were obsessed with our first love. 
And then three weeks later, you catch them behind the bike shed, passing your best friend. And it it breaks their little heart a little bit. Their heart closes a little bit. And so the next relationship we get into, we just go 90% in, just because we're a little bit hesitant this time. And then something goes wrong there. And as we get into our adulthood, maybe we've been hurt a few times, not just romantically, but maybe with friends or family or, or again, out in life. And so it starts to close down. And I find geranium is a beautiful one for, you know, some healers use it, especially if there's been trust issues that have been um, originated from um, poor relationships with mother or father. And I know when I was reading that, I was like, well, I get along fine with my parents, but I don't like the smell of geranium. So I'm getting this idea that there is a trust issue somewhere. But I was that person who dives into love, gets hurt and close of the heart and but keeps on trusting and i think anyone who feels maybe yes we can be a bit more wary but the thing is with the heart if we don't open up if we the way to protect the heart is to keep the heart closed and you won't get hurt in love but you also won't experience love the only way to fully experience the full joys of love is to fully open our heart and geranium i think can help to prize it back open and go it's safe for me to open my heart I can keep that wisdom. I know how to keep things more balanced by working with geranium. And now I can have the full joys. Yes, I risk getting hurt, but I also risk enjoying love to its full degree. So I love geranium for anyone who just has kind of lost a little bit of trust. Working with it on the heart, I think, can be really powerful. Before I answer that, can I just check, can you hear this bee really clearly? Not at all, actually, no. She was bu- yeah. She's buzzing right behind the microphone. I've got this vision of nobody able to hear anything but this bumblebee. Um, in terms of trust, I think that's exactly also the medicine that you pick when you are working with it for money, you know, because mm. you are just so panicked by what am I going to do? What am I going to do? The only way that that can be cancelled out is what well, I think you'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? And that's a trust thing as well. I know exactly what you mean because I've I've been t- kind of sharing that story about trust for about five years now since it really kind of fell into place for me. And then I was listening to someone else teaching about um, geranium and she said this was a perfect tool. And she was talking about it kind of just at the end of um, the pandemic of trusting the universe. And, you know, we, we never know what's going to happen and why everything's happening. But if I told you, oh, it's all part of the plan, it gives that reassurance. So I think that we, if we kind of piece all the things we've been talking together. But, I, would, that, sorry? I would punch you, though, if you said that to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, sometimes we doubt. And, you know, we're, we're recording this in the middle of what, what are we now, June the 13th now in 2023. Do you remember what you were worrying about on June the 13th, 2022? I do not. No, I do not. Yeah. And isn't it amazing how, how, how you know, we, we get caught up in that moment and maybe working with geranium of like, just trust it's all going to turn out okay, come back into balance and harmony as much as we can. And, yeah, trust. So I, I think tr- whenever the word trust comes up, geranium springs to mind for me as well. Beautiful. Mm. See, you, no, you don't need any other essential oils. You just don't. This is the one. This is the one you need. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, well, I, I must admit, when I first got some true geranium, um, you know, because some of the essential oils I've had in the past, I don't know what, what they actually were, but when I got some true geranium for the first time, I was so excited knowing that it was going to be a heart oil, ripped off that little lid and went, 
oh, and I hated it. And it's You're actually so been. Nice. Actually so you really don't one, like it at all? We we've hung we we're not best friends, but we can hang out now. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad and that I we have, found one you don't like for a change. It's usually me that goes there. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> one other thing I will share about geranium is some people have found in different parts of their menstrual cycle they either love it and crave it or don't like it. Yes, I would agree. That's true. Yeah, it's a very interesting one. Mm. Yeah, and that, and you know. Actually, I'm not deliberately saying it again, but one of the reasons for doing this deep dive into to Rose is I want people to be able to experience working with one oil over a long amount of time, because obviously that's what I know how to do. And we don't talk about that much in, in aromatherapy, but herbalism really put that as like the ultimate way that you should work with, an oil, with a plant, that you should come to know it over a year. And it is amazing how when you change, your experience of the oil changes. Mm. Um, and it, 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 as you say, sometimes it can be hormonal. Sometimes, and I find that planetary movements can make a big difference to how you experience an oil as well. Yeah, interesting. I, I think a, a commitment to work with essential oils on any level, whether it just be personal or, or more than that, is almost a commitment to personal development. And I find there's lots of people who don't like oils when they first arrive. But it's interesting how, you know, sometimes people rub us the wrong way when we first meet them and then we end up becoming best friends after a little while. And I think essential oils, when we do do a bit of, you know, get to know them over a period of time, it's a really beautiful way of developing ourselves and understanding and appreciating that part of nature and that plant and that oil. When I first started the the Wartkening Moon Bathing and Crohn's group, what was one of the first questions I asked actually? What oil do you hate? And it was amazing how many people had got real, like, I, did, I thought it was just me that hated particular oils, but no, like, people were really involved in it. But over and over again, people said, but when I was uh, doing my training, I was told to sit and really work with it for a month to try to tolerate it. And now that's become one of my favourite oils to work with. And that story, I hadn't really ever engaged with an oil in that way. I just go, uh, no, thanks. You know, I'm a bit like our people. No, off you go. But but so I thought that was quite interesting because there were all different schools had said the same thing and the results had been the same thing. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. So I think we're in agreement this week as well. When it comes to the chakra, would it be a heart chakra oil? I say so. Um, I, I do say heart chakra because, yeah, Venus and love and all of that. But I do think when we're talking about trust, that's also a root chakra issue. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. And astrologically, we both dance around Venus. It's a Venus oil. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yep, exactly. Being a pink flower, the Greeks would have said it was a Venus flower as well. So we all agree on that. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Now, um, anything that, that you want to shamelessly promote this week? Um, so, no, not, well, yes, the synesthesia workshop, I wanted to talk a bit more about it to people so that it's clear. So it's on the 20th um, of this month. Who knows what day that week that is? I don't know what day at work it is today, but um, so 20th. <laughs> and I'll be doing it with Helen Nagel-Smith, who is joining us next week, isn't she? And she, she and I both experience essential oils in peculiar ways so I hear them as musical notes 
um, and she sees them as colours. But what we've, as the more that we've talked about it, the more we've realised that this really opens up our sort of appreciation of an essential oil. Um, and we'll be looking at different ways of being able to, to encourage people to not necessarily become synesthesia because that, I think it's a genetic thing. I think it's something that you're born with, but be able to kind of question your mind in a different way to experience a deeper level of the essential oil. Um, and I, I think that really this non-scientific viewpoint really adds to somebody's mastery of how they use it, really, you know. Um, so I really want to encourage people to, to at least click on the link and have a look at the description and watch the video about the workshop and decide. It's very cheap and I think that you'll have a great deal of fun. It's a physical workshop, so we'll be microphones on and cameras on and just having fun playing together rather than having to listen about chemistry, which would kill my psyche right now. Yeah. So that's the main but thing. What about you? So I will say um, that, you know, we talked a little bit today about, um, you know, sitting with an oil for a period of time, you know, obviously a year would be an amazing thing to do that. You might want to choose an oil each year at the start of the year. But I do send out a newsletter traditionally on a Monday every month, uh, every week. Um, and you can subscribe to that just by going to adambarolate.com. And each week I look at one crystal one essential oil, and then I talk about whatever moons and um, retrogrades and different things are happening as well, and pop a little bit of angelic information in the bottom as well. And it's kind of monogamy, instead of speed dating our oils and our crystals, where people get this whole collection of these gifts of nature, and they're like, I can't remember what that one does or what that one's called or what I'm meant to do with that and that type of thing. Give yourself some time. Even if you were to follow, what I, follow exactly what I recommend on the newsletter each week, you would then have got an intimate relationship with over 50 crystals and over 50 essential oils. If you're not a crystal person, that's okay. Just work with the oils. But you'll get to know that instead of dancing around so much. And I do normally tie them into what we're talking about on this podcast and also what's happening astrologically as well. So, you know, there's some relevance to the, there's some methods to our madness. So jump over to adambarillet.com. You'll see me sitting on a rock in a blue singlet. Underneath that, there's a green box. Pop your details in there. And yeah. Maybe try diving into a different oil each week and see how that goes. I'm going to do that because I didn't. I'm not subscribed to his newsletter. How stupid is that? So I'm going to enjoy doing that. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. And of course, next week. Next, week, next yes. week, you need to even teach me how to say the name of the oil that we're going to do. How do you say it? So we're going to dance back to Australia and look at another secret that many people may not have known. It's known as Kunzia. Kunzia. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I know it intellectually, but yeah. So I need to make sure I'm not going to say it wrong. Kunz, yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. So, and we'll be joined by our lovely friend Helen Nagel Smith, and uh, expect put aside probably four hours for that video because when Helen and I get to, it gushes out of us. <laughs> it'll be fun either way, and yeah, Kunzia is a is a massive gift to the world. Another one of those. Little secrets of Australia that maybe not everyone knows about. So probably Kunzia sales will go through the roof next week. But it'll be a great chance to see you and Helen together just before your workshop the following day. So it's next Tuesday, your workshop. Thank you for that. I know what you're doing, even if you don't. The only, I was going to say, the only thing I know is it's not shopping day. <laughs> Perfect.
Thank you very much for joining us on Fellowship of Essential Oils. Get your geranium out. Go have a bath. Get yourself back in a balance. Trust the universe. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.